Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Luke Tuma podcast. We are back in action. Uh, I'm here with Chase Azarian, as always. Once again. We're back. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube or whatever. Leave a little review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the support. How you doing, dude? It's doing good. It was kind of crazy week, you know. Had a car accident, just working nonstop. Dude, dude. All right, all right. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll give you guys a little story. Chase and I were on I-4, which is the main interstate highway here in Orlando. We were leaving... Uh, a, a shoot for excuse me what our show and we were going down the off ramp and all of a sudden we just got absolutely slammed <laughs> rear-ended <laughs> rear-ended and then the guy who rear-ended us we get out of the car and he's just he's just some black dude in the white feeder he starts going hey please don't call the police on me man please i'll give you as much money as you need man please he's like i just got out of prison last week man please Literally telling me and Chase he just got out of prison. It was the most Florida thing I've ever seen. First of all, people here can't drive. So he rear-ended us on an off-ramp. Then he's begging you, please don't call the police. I just got out of prison. So he clearly is driving without a license. Mm -hmm. And he tells you that. And then when we're we're pulled to the side of the off-ramp figuring it out, like I'm just sitting there with you like talking it out with him. Cars are coming by and they're like screaming out their window, like, get out of the way. I'm like, we got in a car accident. What the fuck do you think this is? They're like, move. I'm like, the guy's hood is like destroyed. There's a totaled car on here. And so Chase got like 200 bucks cash, 150 yeah, cash. 150 cash. He didn't have 200, but he did have 150. He had 150. He set the price at 200. He only, had, he only gave you 150. But here's the catch. That guy's car completely destroyed. Chase's car, we got paper towels for my apartment, buffed out the paint scratches. Chase's car is fine. What is it, like an 04 Honda Accord? Yeah. Dude, that baby's never gone down. It's a tank. It's got like 400,000 miles on it. This thing runs fine. I've been in it for, your air conditioning was broken for a little while. Other than that, it's been working perfectly fine. And then when we finally settled it, the guy gave you money, we're leaving. He almost hit you again. again. He came so close to hitting you a second time. I mean, dude. Nightmare. But we made it out. People here cannot drive. No, it's worse than... Like, everyone says the North has the worst drivers, and then I moved down here, it's just 10 times worse. Dude, everywhere I've lived, I've lived in Boston, I've lived in New York, uh, I've lived uh, in upstate, now now I've lived here. Everywhere that I've lived, and I've spent a lot of time in LA and stuff, everybody goes, oh, dude, people can't drive here. People cannot drive here. They do that everywhere you live, because everybody just fucking hates being in traffic and gets road rage. Here is the only place where they're actually right. I don't even drive here, and I know they can't drive. Mm. They're out of their minds. Do you know the, the your chances of being a pedestrian death getting hit by a car here are like six hundred times more likely. Like it's like <laughs> six hundred, like six times more likely, or seven times more likely than like any other place. I believe it. Yeah, dude, these people are out of their minds. <laughs> They're just fucking loaded up on mimosas at like 1.30 p.m. They're just <laughs> on like Tuesday. driving on the sidewalk to save time. <laughs> no license. They just got out of prison. It's ridiculous. There was a guy. I was crossing the street in, uh, in this neighborhood, the, the Milk District here. And I was crossing the street. I had the walk sign. I'm mm-hmm. walking across the street. And this guy just keeps pulling his car as I'm walking like further and further into the crosswalk till I have to like walk around. <laughs> and I was just looked at him like, dude, I literally just went like this. Yeah, like, and he rolls down his window. Some old guy, and he rolls his window, goes, starts looking at me like this. He's like, 
Oh, oh, and he looks at me and goes, Oh, you fucking made it across the sidewalk, didn't you? Dumbass. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was just, I was like, Fuck you, you old fucking bastard. And like, we're just screaming at each other. And I was just like, God, I fucking hate the drivers here. It's the worst. They're horrible. That uh, one huge truck almost ran us off the road at like one in the morning. Oh my God, that time. was the scariest thing ever, dude. <laughs> that was the scariest thing ever. If we don't die in a car accident here, we're going to be so lucky. Yeah, it's a 99% chance we die in a car accident it's on the terrible. way back from a shoot. There's a tractor trailer truck. Middle of the night, we're driving back from some town in uh, you know, north of us in Florida. And fucking, we're on like the left-hand lane and a tractor trailer truck just starts moving, no turn signal, middle of the night into the left lane. And me and Chase were like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You're driving like a 40,000-pound vehicle. You're like, I'd like to move over now. I'm not going to check either of my gigantic mirrors, nor am I going to bother to use a turn signal. I'm just going to drift this death machine into the fucking... There was nobody to pass. There was no! <laughs> there was also... Yeah, you're right. There wasn't... He wasn't trying to get around anybody. It was the middle of the night. There's barely anybody in the road. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I'll move over this way. <laughs> God, dude. Imagine being a fucking trucker. What a nightmare that would be. That'd be awful. Oh, dude, there was this... I might have told the story before, but when I was in... Uh, I felt so bad. We had a uh, driver's ed class when I was in high school. I was in like a driver's ed class, and one of like the... A classes they're like we have a guest speaker and it was just this guy who came in and told us about work his life working as a trucker and it, he was just like it was the most depressing like <laughs> little seminar guest speaker speech i've ever seen in my life he's like yeah well uh i'm all you know i'm on the road you know most five six days a week i barely get to see my wife and kids and you know i barely you know i, I, I gotta drive like 16 17 hours a day so i don't get to sleep sometimes i pull over to a truck stop, I get a Wendy's burger, and I just sleep for an hour or two, whatever I can get, and then I'm exhausted, and I try to drink a coffee to keep me up, but sometimes it doesn't work, and I head back on the road, and then eventually, like, you know, two days later, I get back to my family, but, you know, my son's <laughs> in school, and my wife's at work, and I don't get to see them, and I just kind of sit in my house alone. We're just like, okay, well, thank you, and then he was like, Anyways, uh, so any of y'all, you can come out and see the truck, check out what it's about. Anybody wants to see the truck, dude, like 15-person class, none of us opted to go see the truck. We all just went home because it was the end of the class. So he, like, added it on to the end, like, if anybody wants to take a tour of my truck. And we were, like, high school kids with, like, now I would just go to humor the guy because I have more empathy. And at that time, I was just you know, almost completely void of empathy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was 15 years old. Fuck everybody that's not me, you know. <laughs> uh, but... Dude, I was. I remember being so sad. Here's the fucked up part, though. I was looking at him standing alone in his parking lot, waiting for nobody to come mm-hmm. visit and take a tour of his truck. And I looked at him. I was like, Oh god, I feel so bad for this guy. <laughs> but, but not bad enough to go tour the truck. <laughs> like I just feel bad enough to feel bad. Yeah. I just feel bad enough to know that I felt bad, mm-hmm. and then just tell this story years later. And I was, but no part of me was ever like, Yeah, all right, I'll go. Look at the truck. I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to stand over here and feel bad and then right. go home. And there's still no regret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Um, did you uh, – have you been seeing this John McAfee thing? No. What is it? So John McAfee is this guy who uh, – he started McAfee Security Systems. It was like a web security program. You've probably seen like pop-ups for it. It's like a probably. huge like – 
like web like protect your computer antivirus antivirus gotcha. program gotcha, for computers gotcha. software it was huge he started that and then apparently he's got he had all this information about like the Clintons and all these people and like all this like these sealed documents that he was going to release and stuff mm-hmm. kind of like uh, Julian Assange like WikiLeaks style mm-hmm. and then he was in a Spanish jail. And then they decided they were going to extradite him to the U.S. to be tried in the U.S. for whatever his crimes are. Mm. And the day it was announced he got extradited, he killed himself no, in Spanish prison. Swear to God. Holy shit. Epstein style, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's fucking... So everyone's like, I'm... And then, dude, there's old tweets of his where he literally, like a year ago, not like years ago, he's like, if I ever kill myself, just know that I didn't do it. And he would be like, there's files on these computers. They'll come out if I ever kill myself. He's like, I'm not suicidal. I love my wife. I love my life. I don't want to kill myself, blah, blah, blah. Holy shit. They fucking iced him, dude. <laughs> Bill and Hillary fucking iced another one, dude. They're not fucking around. They aren't. That's Don't cross them, dude. No. I'd I'd rather like take a swing at like a, a gang banger than like cross Bill and Hillary Clinton. You have a way better chance of survival. For sure. Yeah, dude. If you fuck with them, guaranteed death. Holy shit. Isn't that nuts? I was gonna say, did he kill himself as like a joke, but Well that, that's when you know it's that bad. I well the thing is, the only part of me that wonders if he actually I don't think he did it. I think he got fucking iced. Also, how easy is it for the Clintons to get into a jail in Spain? <laughs> They just buy the jail, let everybody out except him, and then kill him. <laughs> you know what I mean? His wife says he was not suicidal. She talked to him hours before his death and that he wasn't suicidal. Shit. But the only th- reason I think that it might have been him is because this guy is the one guy who's enough of a wild boy to just do it so that he could prove that he's right. Mm. Like, he's a wild man. Yeah. This guy's crazy. So his wife, get this. So he, was live- he-, he moved to Belize. A country of Belize. And after he was already famous for selling software here in America. And he, he had, like, armed guards at this mansion in Belize and, like, neighbor and, uh, like, uh, watchdogs and shit. Uh-huh. And his neighbor killed one of the guard dogs because the dog, like, bit him. So the neighbor, like, shot the dog and killed him. And then the next day, the neighbor was found murdered in his home. <laughs> and apparently, like, Belize has no, like, forensic... Like, they have... they. If you could just get away, murder is basically legal in Belize. Long <laughs> story short, and so dude, he did that. He was living with a harem of seven young women. He had seven girlfriends at the same time in his big mansion in Belize, mm-hmm. like Charlie Sheen style. <laughs> this guy lives a wild life. Yeah. Did I watch an interview with him? He's like, ugly chicks are better in bed. The, uh, the uglier the girl, the better the sex. It was like, it was like a an interview about like web security and right. like l- you know leaked <laughs> files about like the elites of society. So mm. you ever fuck a fat chick? Like <laughs> that's literally the type of dude this guy is. <laughs> like that's where he brought the conversation. Piers Morgan's like, so the the, the web security it, it will it like from foreign viruses it'll com- it, it will save our computers and it'll make like technology move forward at a high rate. And this guy's just sitting there like, look, Piers, let's. Computers aside, you ever bang a fat girl? It's fucking awesome. (laughs) Like, that's the type of dude John McAtee was. And his wife, get this. Mm -hmm. He met her in Miami. She was a prostitute who he paid $2,000 just to cuddle. Shit. He paid her two grand just for a night of cuddling. No sex. And then they cuddled so hard that they got married. (laughs) Imagine she's like... 
what a great she was like this is the you know she married him because she was just like this is the best gig of my life for sure I don't have to fuck this guy he just wants to cuddle mm-hmm. two grand I'm down <laughs> oh, I'm down dude mm. what a beautiful love story <laughs> prostitute and rich guy oh my god it's great yeah he's a wild man though yeah so you think this is like a long term game he was playing like set up a year ago. Ah, uh, it might be because he's <laughs> it. The only I think more likely than not he got iced. I think the Clintons fucking took his down, took right. him down. They fucked him up. However, <laughs> if anybody was to do this whole elaborate plan just to kill themselves and then prove themselves right and be like martyred as an American hero, it's this fucking guy, right? Who's killing his neighbor and you know got a harem of women and <laughs> marrying prostitutes that he's paying to cuddle. Yeah. Banging fat chicks and <laughs> bragging about it on BBC. <laughs> he's out of his mind. Yeah, he's a wild man. He was a he was a very wild man. But dude, it's it's crazy to think. It is, man. The Clintons just fucking iced him, dude. I wonder what it's gonna be like like ten years from now. Like how much more should we you know, like where's the line? Where people are like, Okay, this is a real thing. I gotta be honest, and I'm gonna sound like a real coward here. I don't understand why anybody is fighting for truth. <laughs> You're just gonna get murdered. It's not worth it. Fuck truth, dude. Go go happy hour. Go get a drink. <laughs> yeah, go get a Modelo. And just sit in the sun. It'd be you know? way happier. Yeah, dude, go to the beach. Skimboard. <laughs> Whatever you gotta do, you know? Don't I truth is overrated at this point. Clearly it's not gonna bode well for you. If you're in search of the truth and you're trying to give the facts about our elites to the American people. It's like, look, that's all well and good, buddy, but stay safe. Like, <laughs> go, you know what I mean? Take a vacation. It's not worth it, dude. Yeah, he was a wild man. Mm-hmm. He was like a, he was like an R-rated Richard Branson. <laughs> that was like his style, like an R-rated, like a Richard Branson type, you know? And he paid the price. He's a good character like Russell Brand would play in a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's kind of who this guy is, right? He yeah, he definitely he's definitely super dead. <laughs> <laughs> however, however, rest in peace, John McAfee. I hope they solve the case. We all know they never will. We're never going to find out the truth of that ever, dude. No. Um, you know, I've you you had a you had a wonderful weight loss journey, mm-hmm. and you lost a lot of weight. And then he put a video out about it and got a lot of views. Mm-hmm. I am on my current weight loss journey, which has been going on since you met me, and we've made minimal progress. But it's progress nevertheless. It's progress. I'm slightly smaller than mm-hmm. I was when I first got to Florida. I had 10 pounds. Dropped 10. That's good, That's good numbers. It's good, not bad numbers, you yeah. know? Um, and I appreciate anybody who is going through a weight loss journey. And so we want to congratulate friend of the show, Kim Jong-un on his <laughs> weight loss. Our dear friend Kim has lost weight. Really? How much weight? He lost like 60 pounds, bro. Really? He, Slim Kim, dude. He's looking great. <laughs> Slim Kim. Slim Kim's looking great, buddy. I'm proud of you, man. I haven't talked to you in a while, but we're proud of you, Kim. The funniest thing is, this is how you know you're fucking fat mm-hmm. and how like... like you like how how much he rules this country with an iron fist. So like they just those people think everything he does is right because he's their dictator, right. and they're so used to him being morbidly obese. Dude, he's still sort of fat, and mm-hmm. they were like, apparently everybody in North Korea, all the citizens are worried about his health after his weight loss. <laughs> like they're like, oh no, now he's only thirty pounds <laughs> overweight. Is everything okay, Mr. Kim? 
<laughs> it's so fucking funny. Imagine the power where you can rule a whole country and you're like, this is what normal looks like. You're 320 pounds. You're like, I look normal. And yeah. then you get down to like 260 and they're like, mm. is everything okay, sir? You look, <laughs> you're withering away to nothing. He just cut down like two double cheeseburgers a day. Yeah. He's like, I'm only eating two now instead of four. <laughs> and they're like, are you okay, sir? Are you healthy? <laughs> oh, it's great. Look, we, Kim, we love you, buddy. The dude, how fucking funny would it be if Kim Jong-un lost weight because he saw your video? <laughs> he sends me a DM. <laughs> dude. I got a DM from a guy the other day. He was like, dude, I lost 80 pounds because of your video, and that was sick. But he was in the Middle East. He, we're not making our way to North Korea Yeah, yet, he wasn't you know? a tyrannical dictator, so it's not <laughs> as sick as it could be, dude. No. I would fucking love if you got DM'd by Kim Jong-un. He's like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, Korean accent. I can't. I almost. That's how you know how my brain. You were so just, close. I almost leaned super hard into an Asian accent, and I was just like, pump the brakes. Dude. The lip moved, but nothing came out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I. You just saw my eyes slowly squinting, and you're like, don't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> stop Asian hate. Yeah, stop Asian hate. That's what. That's my stop Asian hate movement is, and I'm doubling up on two things. I want to stop Asian hate. And I want to stop fat shaming. And <laughs> so my way of merging those two beautiful movements is I am coming out in support of Kim Jong-un. Attacking Paul. <laughs> yes. Anything Kim does I think is great because he's a beautiful Asian-American thick daddy. Okay? Mm-hmm. And we love thick boys here because we don't, we don't discriminate against people's body image. And we don't discriminate against Asians because we're here to stop Asian hate. So... If you're not in support of Kim Jong-un and his weight loss journey, you're a fucking racist and you're fat phobic. <laughs> all right? And I'm neither of those things. I'm a good guy. I care about all the thickies out there and I care about all the Asians out there. So, Kim, we got your back, buddy. We love you. Do you think his trainer is terrified? Oh, dude. What does that job have to be like? Dude, his trainer is just like... <laughs> <laughs> his trainer... Kim's like taking the easy way out. He just walks on the treadmill for like six hours a day. Mm-hmm. And if the trainer tries to leave, he's just got he's just got a gun <laughs> to his head. He's just walking on the treadmill like this with a gun to his head. <laughs> Dude, it would be so fucking funny if he if he watched your video. That would be my favorite thing ever. I think I would have peaked in life. Dude, what an accomplishment that would be. You get a DM from Kim Jong. They always say you never know who's watching, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even Kim Kim's watch. Yeah, he has to tell you, hey, it's me, Kim Jong-un, because actually he's just running like a BTS stan account. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. That's fucking great. Uh, Classic Kim. It's so funny that they were just like, yeah, he looks unhealthy. It's like this guy's clearly still overweight. They're like, Mr. Kim, is everything okay? Uh Dude, um, <laughs> speaking of Asians, uh, there's this TikTok trend. Okay. <laughs> there's this TikTok trend. I saw my girlfriend show me an article about it. Um, apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, there's a trend called FinTalk, and it's where TikTokers give people finance advice on TikTok. Okay. And so some people have seen great success through TikTok, but a lot of people are saying that they're being promised these huge rewards and they're not being told accurately about the risks of these financial moves Interesting. from the FinTalk heads. 
I would have never imagined. I mean, dude, if you are getting financial advice on TikTok, you deserve to lose every penny you ever made. How how much of an idiot are you? Like, who is who's on TikTok watching like fucking Josh Richards and those dudes like shirtless dance and like mm-hmm. oil up their abs and then just go? I should see if anybody on this app can help me with my portfolio. <laughs> hmm. I need some investment advice. Let me go to uh, Bryce Hall. Just on Addison Ray's page. Sure, Addison. Sure. I see that you're dancing to the new Cardi B song. But in the meantime, can you give me any financial wisdom? <laughs> uh, dude, you, lo- you deserve to lose everything. Yeah, for sure. You deserve to lose everything. Every dollar. I mean, who is that dumb? I mean, everybody's that dumb, to be For honest. sure. I guess, to be fair, I have no room to talk because I was watching YouTubers tell me what to do with my, my money in cryptocurrency. I was going to say, those crypto guys are putting out like four videos an hour. Oh, they dude. They pump them out. That guy, BitBoy. Have you seen that guy? <laughs> dude, his name's BitBoy, dude. He looks... I cannot tell you how much this fucking guy looks like. He's a, he's a crypto YouTuber. But, dude, he looks like a fucking crypto YouTuber. <laughs> dude, he's literally a fat guy who, like, always looks like he needs to shave and looks like he's kind of smelly. And he literally drinks, like, 24-ounce energy drinks on his streams. And, it, dude, it, it's so funny. Sounds like the guy in the movie that, like, warns the main character, like, yo, this is going to happen. Oh, yeah, he's that guy. <laughs> dude, you've seen this guy, right? I've never seen him, but like, you know. Oh, yeah, he does like the sidekick who's like, oh. Yeah, like he's got the podcast in the King Kong movie, you know. He's like telling you about King Kong and no one believes him. Yeah, dude, he looks like Patton Oswalt. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, dude, it's just he. this guy's like chugging monster energy drinks. It's crazy. I mean, this guy's built a huge following online. I was watching his channel. Dude, it would go up like like 100,000 subscribers in like two weeks he would gain. It's crazy. He's got millions of subscribers. He legitimately has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> it's I, I've, dude. He'll make a prediction and he'll go, "Yeah, I predicted this, and that was wrong." But it's it was it was close. That's, he's like a meteorologist. There's just he's like a meteorologist. Nobody expects him to be accurate at his job, right? Because he just goes when he's dead wrong. He just goes, "This is this is the nature of the market, guys. You never know." <laughs> it's like I could have told myself that, you fat fuck. What are you like? Are you kidding me? I've been taking your advice and you're sitting here like, this is the nature of the market, baby. Mm-hmm. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You know, I'm like, you predicted I was going to make $2 million. I want my money and time back. I lost 200 <laughs> Yeah, dude, I lost $200 because I took your advice. So this one was going to go to the moon, baby. <laughs> Nothing went to the moon. Nothing went to the moon. Crypto's like, I'm still up from what I originally put into it. But now I'm only slightly up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. You put money in Doge, right? Yeah. Doge kind of tanked, right? Yeah. But I still made more money off Doge than what I put in. So do you wish you do you, you wish you pulled out at some point? No, I think it's gonna have another little blip for sure. Yeah. I think in the next two months. I mean, but yeah, don't we, take my financial advice. <laughs> no, I mean I have no I I have no idea what's gonna go on. <laughs> I made a bunch of money and then I was like I'm just gonna leave it and I make like I put in a certain amount of money and I made like over th- like three and a half times what I put in. Yeah, and I was like this is the tits, dude. Mm-hmm. And then I was like I'm gonna leave it. It's gonna double that even. I'm gonna make fucking five figures off this shit. <laughs> and then of course that didn't happen and it just plummeted, absolutely plummeted. <laughs> and I was like what's going on with the market? 
then I had to like have sit down with myself like you do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> you have you have no idea. What no clue. Talking about. I know, dude. I'm not a fucking financial advisor. It's part of the game. God, dude. So brutal. Oh my god. <laughs> um the NBA, have you been keeping up with the NBA? Not really, but I know it's final four now, right? Unless it's moved on. Uh it it, it will be down to the it, within the next like four or five days we'll be down to the last two teams. Gotcha. Yeah, it'll probably be Phoenix versus uh, Milwaukee, but you never know. <laughs> I want the Clippers to lose because I don't fuck with the Clippers. Okay. They're just douchebags, dude. Yeah? Yeah, they, they're just whatever. <laughs> fuck you, Clippers. I don't know. And uh, I was super happy the fucking Nets lost because as everybody that listens to the podcast know, I, we, we here do not fuck with Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Kim Jong-un over Kyrie Irving every fucking day of the week, baby. <laughs> We support Kim Jong-un. We do not support Kyrie Irving. That is our stance on this podcast. Um, I was very happy that the Nets lost. I didn't want to fucking see that bitch-ass fucking team in the finals, dude. Right. Yeah. Brutal. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see those motherfuckers. Want some new faces. Yeah, new fucking faces, dude. Like, that's that's the thing is, even though I love, I like LeBron, there's going to be no LeBron. There's going to be no Anthony Davis. There's going to be no fucking James Harden. Kevin Durant, no Steph Curry, mm-hmm. no Kyrie Irving oh. in the finals. You know, it's just going to be new new motherfuckers. I was going to say, I don't really follow basketball, but there are four teams I feel like that never even come close to making it this far. Yeah, it's a fun playoffs because you, you don't know. know. You didn't expect it. Yeah. You know, you didn't expect these to be the teams. Right. It's nice. They're in uh, – the NBA is in hot water, though, because they hired – well, the – who – I – the Clippers assistant coach is Chauncey Billups, and he got hired to be the coach of the Portland Trailblazers. And then Jason Kidd was an assistant on the LA Lakers, and he got hired to be the head coach at it, the Dallas Mavericks. And like the NBA is like in hot water now because they're like, dude, like Jason Kidd got into a domestic dispute with his ex wife like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then Chauncey Billups, like, I mean, Johnny Bill was accused of rape, which is pretty <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. I mean, which is also years ago. But it's like, I don't know, dude. They're like, you can't have only good people doing every job. I don't even think it's possible. No. How many good people are out there? Especially jobs like that, where you're like <laughs> rising to power mm-hmm. and you're like a tenacious winner at all costs. Way more likely to be a rapist. <laughs> Never take no for an answer. Sounds pretty rapey to me. <laughs> you know? I just say, like, like, don't stop at anything. Just do it. Is, dude, is there, any, is there any catchphrase rapier than just do it? Just do it. No matter what she says. Like, dude, come on, man. You know what that is. Like, I don't know. That's the thing. I think that. There's like not to excuse the horrible behavior, uh, possibly of both of these guys, if they did the shit they're accused of. However, like you're not gonna just get good people in every career path, especially not like I don't know. If you work at a fucking animal shelter, sure, you're more likely to have nothing but good people working at the SPCA, right? Working at the animal shelter. The odds are in your favor. The odds are in your favor. <laughs> if you're at, a, if you're hospice nurses. Most likely, everybody's going to be nice. Most likely, it's a, it's a good chance you don't get any piece of shit hospice nurses. You know? 
or people that run nonprofits or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there, there's, there's whoever people that set up community gardens, pretty high rate of good people, I'd say. <laughs> but tenacious former NBA champions who are now going into coaching. I mean, these are guys who have <laughs> millions of dollars who could have like they've won championships. Mm-hmm. They could have taken the $50 million they made and kept it for the rest of their life. And they're like, no, I'm not done winning. <laughs> like, that's a that's that guy <laughs> could be raping. <laughs> could be raping. I'm just saying. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm sure. Look, if I was a, uh, a woman who was a trainer on the staff of the Portland Trailblazers, I wouldn't like that an alleged violent rapist is going to be in the locker room. <laughs> Maybe that wouldn't be my favorite thing. It's just so funny. It's also so funny how many of these on the other the flip side of it, it's just so funny how many of these athletes just like remember when like pretty much one hundred percent of NFL players were kicking the shit out of their wives? Oh, of course. They were just beating up their wives. That was just our childhood. Beat, oh, oh dude, we grew up with that. <laughs> we grew up with the Ray Rice video. That's like one of the markers of my childhood. Ray Rice just knocking out his girlfriend. That was nuts. Knocking her out. Mm. And then dragging her out. Which like at that like the, it was almost the most disturbing part was he just dragged her lifeless yeah. body out of the elevator. But then part of me was like, well, well, he wasn't gonna leave her in there. <laughs> I was like, well, he could leave her in there. I mean, at that point, oh Jeez. god. <laughs> uh, you think Ray Rice? <laughs> <laughs> what was he supposed to do? Leave her in there? I mean, look. He's got to, you know, he's going to put it on someone else's plate. No. That was his job. Mm-hmm. He did the job. What do you want? <laughs> you think he made enough money to sustain life after football or saved his money well enough? Maybe. Some of them right? do, and then some of them just completely blow it. Yeah. It's not a person-by-person basis. You know, I bet he's got a more peaceful life. Because, like, if you're a star NFL player, you're kind of still in the media. You've got, like all these followers online, you're doing like brand deals and you got like your Nike, you know, Mm. what endorsements and they have you as like a talking head on NFL network. And you're Mm. like, got to dress up in a suit and get a haircut and be like, Hey, well, this is what I think about the chiefs this year. Whereas Ray Rice, like he probably has to live under his means. He's probably got a two bedroom house in some random suburb. Nobody remembers him because he didn't play that long because he knocked out his wife in an elevator and dragged her out, which that part, I mean, what else are you going to do? But <laughs> but I'm saying he probably has a nice kind of manageable lifestyle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because he didn't make that much money. Works for the local he state didn't. farm. Yeah, dude, he might be a state farm employee. <laughs> you know? Maybe he could be an NBA coach soon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, you want to hear? Speaking, it made me think of Michael Vick, and then it made me think of this story my buddy told me. <laughs> okay. Like, I mean, so my buddy told me this story about his buddy who I've never met. Okay. So his buddy is, uh, his buddy had a girlfriend at the time. Girlfriend had a dog. Girlfriend goes away for the weekend. She goes, hey, can you watch Chester for the weekend in my apartment? And the guy goes, yeah, sure. I got you, babe. I'll watch Chester. You know, I love Chester. No, no problem. Long story short, <clears throat> while she's gone, Chester dies oh, that weekend. Chester dies. So she comes back, and this guy has to explain to his girlfriend that he killed his girlfriend's dog. And he goes, hey, well, the, the dog died on his watch. You know? And he's like, hey, 
there was like this weird accident. Chester ran full speed into the wall, head first, broke his neck. And she was like, he ran into the wall. Was it like a, we don't have any like glass doors. And he's like, just the wall. He ran head first in the wall. She was like, he's never done that in his entire life. Why would he do that? And so she's a little suspicious. This guy's sweating at this point. The girlfriend takes the dog to the vet for an autopsy. Comes back broken ribs, all this shit. So long story short, he must have like been drunk and the dog's yapping and he gave it a little kick, booted it too hard and fucking iced the dog, right? So he killed her fucking dog. So now she goes, we're done. I'm breaking up with you. You killed my fucking dog. Yeah. So now all his boys are making fun of him. Like, dude, you got dumped because you killed her dog. Like, are you kidding me? Then she's, she's like, I'm not done. I'm taking you to court. We're, we're going to court over this. Mm-hmm. You killed my fucking dog, right? So now my buddy and all his friends have to write letters to the judge on this kid's behalf and go, hey, he's a good kid. He's you know, involved in the community. He plays sports, blah, blah, blah. And just vouch for him as a good person, right? The judge happens to be a, a huge animal rights person. And the judge says to the guy at the, at the sentencing, he says, You've shown no remorse this entire process. I'm choosing to give you the maximum sentence. And so for the crime, <clears throat> the maximum sentence is two years, but that crime didn't qualify him to go to state prison. Mm-hmm. So they put him in just downtown Orlando in the fucking holding cell where they put drunk college kids and DUI people. <laughs> what? And he had to live there like with 10 dudes in the room. He's sitting late sleeping on a bunk bed. Yeah. He had to live there for two years. What the Two years, and my buddy and his friends would go visit him. They'd be like, "Dude, it's fucking hilarious that you're in jail right now <laughs> for like killing Chrissy's dog." Like, you Jesus know what I mean? Christ. dude. And he was my buddy. Was like, "Yeah." So like, he would like he was there for the longest. So he just became a staple in that holding cell. And he would see guys who like are local drunks, and he'd be like, "Hey, Johnny, good to see you again." Like. <laughs> Only in Orlando. Yeah, it's such a Florida story. And then my buddy said. <laughs> The kid got out of uh, jail, and he's like, ever since then, it's just been all dog-based jokes. <laughs> just like, we're like, dude, dude, you going to get a dog soon? Like, <laughs> fucking, you want to head to the vets, dude? Gosh. Oh, it's so funny. I was just thinking, how fucking hard would I laugh if my buddy accidentally murdered his, his ex-girlfriend's dog? I would be like, you fucking moron. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, It's unbelievable. Dude. so funny. My, my other friend's a lawyer. I told him the story. He was saying that like animal abuse cases are the worst because the media gets involved because everyone's obsessed with dogs. He was like, by the way, it's way better punishment wise to just beat up your wife than beat up a dog. He's like, society hates dog abusers so much. They do. Because white women run the world and white women are obsessed with dogs. You know? Both of them don't care about some Mexican chick who got beat up by her boyfriend. No. No, they care about a golden retriever that was left in the car too long. <laughs> you know what I mean? What white women want, society has to deal with. That yeah. is the, that is the a cardinal rule of this world. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, like, he was a prosecutor, and he was like, dude, when fucking... It would be a animal abuse case. I would have to do, like, media, like, these big press conferences. Like, he's prosecuting Ted Bundy. Yeah. And it's just some guy who was, like, mean to his Shiba Inu. You know what I mean? It's like, and I don't think it's good to fucking abuse animals or whatever. But then, dude, remember Michael Vick? Like, Michael Vick has objectively helped more dogs at this point than he's hurt. 
The guy's given like millions of dollars to. He kind of has to. <laughs> he has to. Yeah. To be fair, he shouldn't have drowned sixty-six pit bulls. I'll say that. <laughs> that was a bit of a no-no, Michael. However, I don't know, dude. People are still like pissed at Michael Vick. It's like forever and ever. Do you remember when he got picked up by the Eagles? Because that was like his first. Yeah. Like thing out of it. I was at a preseason Eagles game. The guy behind me, he like looks at his phone. He goes, "Well, everyone deserves a second chance." <laughs> <laughs> Just some guy that was like yelling at the other team, like "fuck you, pushing you, fucking pussy." Look, everybody deserves a second chance. I mean, if we're getting Michael Vick, you know, come on. Michael Vick's a fucking man, dude. I actually, was it sick having him on the Eagles? Oh yeah, dude, he was a beast. He was so good. He was still so good, even for you guys. Yeah, he's great, dude. He comes on NFL Network and like ESPN and gives like his takes on stuff. Mm. He's like the nicest guy ever. It's crazy. Yeah, it's you know, I don't know. The guy grew up in God. Where did where did Michael Vick fucking grow up? In? I have no idea. I mean, what godforsaken hellhole did that guy grow up in? You know, you think you think he was real up on like animals' rights, you know, and that type of shit? I don't. I it, come on. Unlikely. This guy's from like Camden, New Jersey. He's not gonna be like a, exactly a member of PETA. It was like him and his boys from growing up, like holding dog fighting events in his backyard. It's wild. People are obsessed with fucking dogs, dude. They love. It. They love. I mean, I like dogs. Dogs are great. Mm. But relax, relax. Mm. There's also humans. <laughs> you know what I mean? The dog. That's whatever I say when people are like obsessed with their dogs. Oh, dude, is there anything sadder than when someone's like, "I'm a dog mom"? It's like. So nobody's following. It's in their up. Instagram bio. Yeah. Oh, I'm a dog mom. It's like so you're you you don't have love in your life. <laughs> you're like you you're in a loveless life. Mm-hmm. What do you you're a dog mom. The dog doesn't even know who you are. The dog doesn't know your name. The dog doesn't know anything. The dog is like come on. Did you there's a study that like most dogs because of the way that we breed them in the US are like technically special needs. You know, like they're like slow. Yeah. Yeah. It would make sense. Yeah. I see it. Right? They do bring a little joy, though. I mean, we're watching our friend's cat. The cat's been there for like six weeks. And I would say we're all objectively happier. Because of the cat. Yeah. The cat just like, he'll like meow at you and you're just like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> cute. And he doesn't really say much. Mm-hmm. Having a, uh, like a cute pet is like the equivalent of like having a child with Down syndrome. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's cute. They don't say much. Everybody pets them on the head. <laughs> Chase is like, Chase is like, please stop. I no want to have a career. <laughs> no, I, I can no longer put the Luke Tuma podcast on my portfolio. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not going to be in there anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. No, dude. It's like, yeah, they are like, I, I, I fuck with animals. Animals are nice. I had a cat. It was a bastard, dude. Uh, my cat was mean. It was just stray, though. We got him on the streets of Buffalo, you know? Oh, God. He's been through it all, then. Yeah, dude. Imagine being a stray cat in Buffalo. It's like negative 10 degrees in the winter. And then it's, some family He was a miserable motherfucker, dude. <laughs> he was a miserable fuck. His name was... He was also probably mad at us because I thought it was a girl when I was a kid, so I named him Ruby. <laughs> we found out it was a guy, but he already responded to Ruby. Okay. So like, we can't... We, we could have changed it to Rudy, I guess. But then there's that stupid fucking movie about the Notre Dame football player. I don't want yeah. anything associated with that fucking dumbass <laughs> movie where the guy from The Hobbit makes it onto the Notre Dame football team. Yeah. 
You know they gave him like one play, like it was like he did it. He fought for it. Mm. He did it. It was like a it was like a cutesy like almost charity move that they had him on. They let him in for yeah. one play. They acted like he worked till he was good enough to be on the fucking team. Yeah. Yeah. That was the same thing with uh, Invincible, the Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah. Vince Papali. Yes. I do have a Vince Papali story. Okay, what's your Vince Papali story? So I had a friend in uh, grade school. He was at the local Winona pool, sixth grade, 12 years old. Vince Papali's chilling at the table. He's like giving out autographs. My friend walks by. He's like, oh, you want one? He's like, nah, you're a bum. (laughs) 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 Dude, so fucking good. Because he had one play in his entire career in a movie about it. (laughs) Yeah, right? They made one. Dude, they always make this like one this movie about this guy one play. Yeah, it's like, dude, and it's, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> and I get that it's hard felt, but let's not. I hate when they act like he was so good at pickup football and he worked his yeah. way up to being good enough to make the Eagles and mm. blah blah blah. It's like let's. This is like when the high school team lets the autistic kid who does the equipment management <laughs> get a play at the last game of the year. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I agree, it's sweet, mm-hmm. but. This kid is not better. Vince Papali and Rudy are not better than any autistic equipment manager at a local <laughs> high school. They're not. They're not. Just isn't it. Yeah, dude. There's that one video, though. There's an autistic kid. And I think it was Rochester, New York. They put him in the, the game, last game of the year, like they always do. It's, like, real sweet. And usually, like, everybody will, like, let the kid get one basket because, like, they're not psychopaths. Mm-hmm. And you just swat him. <laughs> You're just stealing the ball from the autistic. <laughs> you just fucking swat him. Like, you play a tough D on the, the equipment management kid. That they're, they're letting him in as like a feel-good story. And you're just swatting him. That's the coach of the Mavericks right now. Yes, right? right? Yeah, that's that's what Jason Win at all costs. Jason Kidd would tell you to do that. Never take no for an answer. No matter how weak somebody is, you don't go easy on them. That would be Chauncey Billups' advice. Um, no, it's uh, but dude, it was there was a kid who was a he was had autism and he was an equipment manager on a team in Rochester. They put him in the game and he drained six threes in a quarter. Damn, so sick. Mm. Yeah, like just fucking out there, you know, Rain Man, <laughs> making it rain, man. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, I didn't take God. you as a pun kind of guy either. No, I'm not no. really a pun kind of guy. That yeah. was that was the one and only pun that'll come on. <laughs> Everybody just stops listening. Like, you fucking <laughs> fucking pussy. Get a bunch of one star reviews. <laughs> one star reviews. He made a Rain Man pun joke. Fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> oh my God. Look, guys, that's gonna do it for today. Um, I have some dates coming up. If you are in. Um, but basically, the New York show is what I'm really plugging right now. New York City, August 14th, Triad Theater. You can go to my Instagram. Tickets are in my bio. Or just go to the Triad Theater's website. It's in the Upper West Side, August 14th. Get your tickets before they sell out. Um, subscribe to the pod and all the good stuff. You know what the fuck to do. And as always, I'm with Chase Azarian. At Chase Azarian on Instagram. Chilling with Chase on YouTube. He's posting every fucking day. Every fucking day. Every fucking day. I mean, the guy's channel is so good, he got Kim Jong-un to lose weight. So... <laughs> If there's any cosign, that's it. All right? Yes, sir. We'll see you next week, guys. Peace. Peace.